Hey there, and welcome to Bustin' Out of Breast Cancer, the show that has us straight talking about surviving and thriving breast cancer with health and fitness using the SMILE method. I'm Shannon Bros, your host for the show. I'm also a breast cancer survivor and fitness professional specializing in cancer exercise. The purpose of this show is really to just help other breast cancer patients and survivors take back control over their lives to become the best version of themselves by educating, empowering, and inspiring you throughout your cancer journey and beyond. All right, let's get started. We are here on our first episode of Busting Out of Breast Cancer. Today, I just wanted to go ahead and discuss really the start of my breast cancer journey and how this all came about. I want to really share with you how important it is to know your body and be your own advocate because realistically, at the end of the day, it is your body. Also, I wanted to make sure that you guys know exactly what the smile method is. So please make sure that you listen all the way through to the end of this episode. I feel like this is about to start with once upon a time, but it's not. It's actually starting with back on May 10th, 2017, when I went to the orthopedic for a cortisone shot for my shoulder and tennis elbow. Being in the fitness industry and very active, clearly I have more injuries than one cares to really have. (laughs) Um, He proceeded to tell me my blood pressure was triple digits over triple digits and I should head straight to the ER. I was like, "Mm, I'm not really interested in that. Um, We'll just, I'll just maintain it and see how it goes. I had felt a little stress, but nothing out of the ordinary, nothing I didn't think that I couldn't handle. As a fitness professional, I ate healthy, exercised regularly. It wasn't until about six days later, which was May 16th, 2017, when I was still feeling that way and it had been like continuous for six days. It was the feelings of like anxiety, which gave me high blood pressure and then high blood pressure, which gave me anxiety because I couldn't figure out which one was which. It was that vicious cycle. I finally got into my husband's primary physician within like 20 minutes because Well, I couldn't actually get into my own primary physician, according to my insurance, because I had not actually had my first initial appointment with him. This, my friends, is where our medical system fails us, but that's just the beginning. Got into the doctor's office. Again, my blood pressure was triple digits over triple digits. In fact, it was 170 over 130. Yep, I thought I was going to stroke out. My EKG test came back normal, which then left us saying, okay, what is the problem? He wanted me to fix it by taking medications for anxiety and high blood pressure, which I clearly was not very interested in. Being in the health and fitness industry, I was a firm believer, still am, in healing your body and fueling your body naturally, like proper foods, exercise regularly. I wanted to find what the root of the problem was and fix it, like not put a Band-Aid on it for the medication. And here, my friends, lies another problem with our medical system. This is just my opinion, just so you know. Because I was so in tune with my body, I was super aware that my menstrual cycle was supposed to be starting in like three days. But again, why was I feeling like this for six days straight? Ladies, note, pay attention right now to how you feel, how you sleep, how you eat, and how you behave prior to when your cycle starts because your hormones, man, they play a huge part in so much of your life. I mentioned to my doctor that I wanted my hormones checked because at that time I was 45 and I thought, well, maybe this was the start of perimenopause. He told me in order to do that, since this was my first visit with him, that he would need to do my woman's wellness exam. Huh. No problem, I said, because my OBGYN had just passed away from brain cancer last month, which was awful, by the way. He proceeded to make me take this pill, which I didn't know what it was at the time, but he told me it was to reduce my blood pressure. Enter eye roll. The alternative was going to the ER, and I wasn't interested in that either. So after taking the pill and sitting in his office for around another hour for this pill to kick in, I finally did, and it came back normal. Phew! 
One thing I forgot to mention regarding my hormones, outside of the fact that I was 45 and wanting them tested, is ladies, take notes again. Grab your pen, grab your paper. I went through in vitro fertilization 10 years prior to that to conceive what is now our miracle baby, Briley. It was actually three cycles to be exact. I did one cycle, got pregnant with twins, lost the one twin, had our beautiful daughter, Briley, and had two more cycles after that that were unsuccessful. I'll just leave that little nugget right there for you in case you or somebody you know has gone through in vitro fertilization. I'm not looking to cause controversy in the medical world. I'm simply just trying to make people aware of different circumstances in life that can affect certain health issues. I happen to feel that this was one of them. Okay, back to the timeline here. So I went back to the doctor the next morning after taking that pill and having to monitor my blood pressure overnight. And wouldn't you know, I woke up to getting my period, which was actually two days early. So therefore, I, in my heart, knew that that feeling, those feelings that I had were part of my hormones in my menstrual cycle, which is what I'm really trying to drive home here is, ladies, pay attention to your hormones and how you feel with your cycle, because you literally could have hormone imbalances, estrogen dominance, whatever that's going to be, but yet you could be diagnosed with a thyroid issue or some other chronic disease. I'm not saying that I'm a doctor and I'm saying that that's what's going to happen. I'm simply saying pay attention and be your own advocate. Now I can tell you honestly, I wasn't really into all of that at that point in my life, but after this diagnosis, doing a lot of research and really, really, really finding out about my body and really getting in tune with my body, I realized how much hormones played a part in everything that goes on in our body. So from there, we went on to our woman's wellness exam, which then proceeded into, when was the last time that you had a mammogram? And I said, mm, I don't know, the last time? Come to find out, I had missed one year that I didn't have a mammogram. One year. That's it. So if there's another little nugget that I want you to pick up right now, it's ladies, please remember to get your mammograms. Men, if you are listening, please remind your loved ones, sisters, moms, wives, girlfriends, daughters, whatever, to get their mammograms because it was only one year that I missed. And I am thankful for the feelings that I had of anxiety and high blood pressure because if it wasn't for those, I probably never would have had my mammogram. All right, let's recap, shall we? This is how quick things went down. May 10th, I was in the ortho for a cortisone shot. Hmm. May 16th, six days later, I was in my general physician's office for anxiety and high blood pressure. For what? I don't know. Boom. Next day, get my period. All right, fast forward. Then we go ahead, we get our woman's wellness exam. I needed to get my mammogram that I missed the year prior. Next thing you know, I'm having a mammogram. Ladies, you might be able to relate to this feeling. When you're in there getting a mammogram and there's that awkward silence and you're just sitting there, it's super uncomfortable, right? They're like, they're squishing your boobs, you're in pain. You're like, why am I doing this? Oh, this is awful. Oh God, when is this going to be over? No sooner am I done with that, I get a call less than a week later and I have to go back for another mammogram. So it was going to be a little bit more intrusive. I forgot the name of it. Not important right now. Anyway, did that mammogram. And then I was told to have a seat in the waiting room. Those are awful words because what that did was give me a flashback to when I was in the doctor's office, pregnant with twins, and I was the last appointment of the day. And the ultrasound tech 
got really quiet. Again, that awkward silence. And it was the one appointment, the only appointment that my husband did not come to during our pregnancy. And I said, I'm just going to go for a routine ultrasound. She tells me, please have a seat in the waiting room and wait for the doctor. Those words were, I'm sorry to tell you, but you've lost one of the fetuses. Okay, then. So now here I am waiting for my ultrasound results. And she says, can you please have a seat in the waiting room? Are you kidding me? Next, the radiologist comes out and says to me, well, we found something on blah, blah, blah. And I'm a straightforward, get to the point, black and white kind of girl. And I'm like, listen, if there's a problem, what's the solution? Let's go. Well, let me just finish telling you about this diagnosis. I'm like, nope. He's like, well, it could possibly be breast cancer. Okay, what do I need to do? Well, we're going to call your physician. Great. I'm on it. All right. Leave there. No sooner am I even out of the building and my general physician on top of it, love him for that, tells me I'm going to need to go in for an MRI. Great. Let's get on it. No time like the present. So within a short amount of time, I can't remember the dates at this point, I was in for an MRI. That MRI was conclusive for me needing to have a stereotactic biopsy. Well, one thing you should know is, side note real quick, I'm just going to divert off to the side. What you need to know, fun fact, is I have been doing Fun Pant Friday, Shannon's Fun Pant Friday, for probably the last, mm, I don't know, 10 years or so. All that is is me just being silly, and it started with me wearing fun pants, taking a picture on my bathtub, and people found that funny and interesting, and it made their week, so that made me happy. With that being said, I've carried that into every job I've ever been in and just in my life in general. So the reason I bring that up is because I knew I had to go in for this stereotactic biopsy on a Friday and I was wearing my fun pants. My daughter and my husband dropped me off in my fun pants and I thought I was just going in for a quick doo-doo, in and out. And again, those feelings of intuition that you have. I'm sitting in the waiting room waiting to go in for this biopsy And you feel like everybody is just staring at you. Like they already know a diagnosis, but you haven't even had this test yet, but they've read all your records. And you just feel like you're the only one that doesn't know anything. Went in for my stereotactic biopsy. Let me tell you, I am not going to lie. That sucker hurt, 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 hurt. I cried. There was nothing fun about this in my fun pants. And went home that night and was in pain. So I rested for the weekend. Told me I'd have my results. That was on July 6th, Friday, July 6th, 2017. Now we've gone from May, June, July. I literally have had regular mammogram, more intrusive mammogram, MRI, and now I'm in for my biopsy. Fast forward six days later, and it is a Thursday, July 13th, 2017. It was the day before my dad's 75th birthday. My brother had just flown into town from Connecticut. And I remember this like it was yesterday. We dropped my daughter off at gymnastics and we were heading to go to Michael's to go finish a gift for my dad for his birthday that we were going to surprise him with the next day. We were driving down Military Trail. You probably don't even know where that is, but nonetheless, I can sit here and know exactly where I was, who I was with, and what I was doing when I got the call. July 13th, 2017, driving down the street, just dropped my daughter off, and I get the call from the radiologist. Hi, this is Dr. So-and-so. We have your pathology results back. Okay. 
Yeah, I just wanted to let you know that you have breast cancer. I'm sorry, what? My brother looks at me and I said, I need you to get a pen and paper. I said, what do you mean I have breast cancer? He said, well, your, your pathology report come back that you have breast cancer. Um, it's DCIS, so it's, it's ductile and carcinoma, situ, early stages, but you're going to need to see your physician right away. Oh, oh, okay. Hang up the phone, and my brother says to me, really? Is that how they tell you that you have breast cancer is over the phone? I said, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of new to this right now, so clearly this is how they do it in Florida. No sooner do I get to the the parking lot of where we were going to, and my physician had already called me and said, we need you to get into the office as soon as possible. We need to get on this. I loved the sense of urgency that he had. I loved that he was on it. And I, to this day, truly appreciate the bluntness and the urgency. So it was now time for me to process all of this. And I hadn't even told my husband yet. So the first person that knew was my brother with me. Needless to say, I did discuss this with my husband, obviously, since this was a pretty major thing. But at the same time, we wanted to be able to go into the weekend and celebrate my dad's 75th birthday. Before I wrap up this episode, I promised you that at the end, I would share with you what the smile method is. It turns out those little words that your parents used to tell you when you were younger of you can do anything you set your mind to. Well, I took that to heart and I've always wanted to change the world, honestly. I didn't know how I was going to do that. All I know is that I really love to help people and I wanted to make a difference in their lives, no matter what that was, whether it made them smile, whether it made them laugh, I could help them organize their closet, the littlest things. I love to smile. I love to laugh. I love to make other people smile and laugh. About eight or 10 years ago, I was trying to think of a a slogan or a tagline that I could use. I don't know why I was just looking for one. I finally came up with changing the world one smile at a time. And SMILE stands for Simply Making Individual Lifestyle Enhancements. How's that for cleverness? I was just sitting in my office one day and thought of that. I had no idea how significant that slogan was going to be or how it was actually going to be impacting my life now and those around me. At the end of the day, I really feel like if you can just make one little change in your life to make it better, why wouldn't you just do it? Instead of complaining about this, that, the next, everything, whatever, do something about it. Nobody wants to hear somebody complain. Nobody wants to hear somebody gripe about it. Yes, you can have your moment, but pull it together and make a change. Do something that's going to make a difference in your life to make a change, whether that's your mindset, whether that's going to be getting to bed earlier, waking up earlier, exercising, whatever that's going to be, do something positive in your life to make it better. Do something each day that is going to put you on the path of becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. So now that you know what the SMILE method is, in one of these episodes, I'm gonna share with you the five pillars used in the SMILE method. But until then, I want you to really take away from this episode that it's so important to know your body. It's so important to be your own advocate in your health journey. The takeaway that I want you to have today is to really sit back and assess your health. Sit back and assess your life and think about some little things that you can do to make a difference in your life, to become a better version of yourself. Just the little things. That's all. That's all I ask of you. Nothing major. In next week's episode, I'm going to share with you the testing that I did to come up with my own decision-making for my protocol with my breast cancer journey. And that includes the doctors that I saw, the tests that I required, 
And honestly, you don't know what you don't know if you've never been through breast cancer. So I really want to share with you some tips and questions to ask your doctor if you are newly diagnosed and you're going through it, or maybe you've met somebody or you have a loved one that's gone through it and they don't know. Take this information and please share it with them. Because again, at the end of the day, I just want to be able to change the world one smile at a time. So if you could take that information and pay it forward, I'd really love and appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode has somehow changed your life with a smile and has empowered you or inspired you to become a better version of yourself. If you like this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and let me know your thoughts. Until then, live well, laugh often, and love much.